A reading from John 7, 45-52. Finally, the temple guards went back to the chief priests and the Pharisees, who asked them, Why didn't you bring him in? No one ever spoke the way this man does, the guards replied. You mean he has deceived you also? The Pharisees retorted. Have any of the rulers or Pharisees believed in him? No, but this mob knows nothing of the law. There is a curse on them. Nicodemus, who had gone to Jesus earlier and who was one of their own number, asked, Does our law condemn a man without first hearing him to find out what he has been doing? They replied, Are you from Galilee too? Look into it, and you will find that a prophet does not come out of Galilee. So in this passage, we see the Pharisees on an absolute war path. (laughs) I find uh, their response is actually quite funny. The guards, they talk about how great a teacher he is, and they say, you mean he's deceived you also? And then along with Nicodemus, who, which, which is really interesting, Nicodemus, he's a Pharisee, and he's actually appealing to the law here. He says, does our law condemn a man without first hearing him to find out what he's been doing? And they don't listen to him. They say, are you from Galilee too? And what, what I find interesting is they're actually denying the very thing that they're so proud of following, which is their own laws. And we talked about this a few days ago. Uh, what's sad is the Pharisees, you know, partly why I think Jesus is so hard on them is because they're the ones that should have gotten it. They're the ones that understood the law. They understood the prophecies. They accepted the entire Old Testament. And yet they totally miss Jesus. I think this kind of goes on uh, what Paul summarizes in 1 Corinthians 8. He says something interesting. He's talking to a theologically astute group of people in the church at Corinth, and he says, knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. And that's such a good word because Christianity in the end, it's not really a knowledge game. It's a love game. And you can really know everything there is to know about the Bible and totally miss the point, just like the Pharisees. Yeah, I love that uh, um, quote from 1 Corinthians 8. Um, Was it knowledge puffs up, but love builds up? Exactly. Okay. Uh, I think that's really important because uh, I think we in our own times, in our lifetimes, have put everything on the knowledge side and none on the love side. Or on the love side, it's become sentimentalized to the the point where it, it's reduced to things like lust or things of that nature and not true. And romantic love is only one aspect of love anyway. Mm-hmm. It's, it's truly an aspect of love. All love comes, God is love. And so that's where it originates. Uh, but knowledge is different. Knowledge is not necessary. It does not necessarily cohere. It may be a fraction of something, but it's not necessarily the truth. There's a great mm-hmm. difference between knowledge and truth. Because truth mm-hmm. has love embedded in it to a certain extent. Uh, and, you know, Pilate says to Jesus, what is truth? Uh, and anybody can ask that question, you know, from a cynical stance or, or an attacking stance. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't want to generalize and say all truth comes from God. But 
I think all truth is born from God. And scripture itself, you know, is attacked by being an ancient book with no relevance to this time. But anybody that reads it with any care understands that the human dilemma is built into the very first pages of the Bible and carries through the very end of the Bible. And that is saying uh, our own assessment of our own human nature uh, is oftentimes warped that we uh, ex- we puff ourselves up just like mm-hmm. we do with knowledge and say, well, he's the most knowledgeable person in the room or he's really smart. But if he has not love, what does that do? Nothing. It, 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 everything crumbles around that. And oftentimes, you know, there was a very good book called Bonfire of the Vanities. Uh, and the, one of the chief characters and it was called a master of the universe because he made a lot of money. Mm. But he also ended up in basically a, a, a terrible, you know, situation at the end. Anyway, I mean, so the Bible is like that. I mean, if you read through the, the, the multiple stories of the Bible, the Bible is God's story. And really what I think was a revelation to me is I'm in that story. But the mm-hmm. question is, why, what does God have for me in that story that is going to serve his purposes? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.